You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is The Survivor. Sometimes you hear the story of another's life and cannot believe that that could be their story. It was going to be an awesome trip. First, I would spend time in Taiwan seeing a friend and attending an international conference that the organization I served at was holding, and then my travels would take me through Singapore to Australia, where I would spend time with a dear friend of mine. It was also the first time I was traveling all alone, and even though I was excited, my family and friends were a little hesitant about my trip. In my exuberance, I did not understand their hesitancy, asked them to pray for me, and headed off to Taiwan. This was in August of the year 1996. Upon arrival in Taiwan, the devastation Typhoon Herb, a Category 4 super typhoon whose eye passed directly over the capital of Taiwan, Taipei, on July 31st, and subsequent earthquakes caused, was evident in the downed trees, split streets, and damaged buildings. Thankfully, the bus driver was able to navigate all the dangerous roadblocks as we traveled from the airport to the hotel. The main reason I was in Taipei was to attend an international conference of people who served under the same ministry as I did. It was exciting to know that over the next week, I would be meeting people from all over the world who served youth in a variety of ways so as to encourage them to embrace a relationship with Jesus Christ. The list of countries represented at this conference was impressive, as thankfully many people were able to access Taipei due to its proximity to their home country and the visa rulings of that city. Thankfully, there would be some people coming from Canada, so my entire time at the conference would not be without some familiar faces present. And thankfully, I was also going to meet a large number of people who served in the short-term missions ministry of the organization I served under. We were going to have several meetings to decide where North American teams could partner and serve in developing countries who would not only benefit from the teams coming, but would also benefit from the tools and other materials we would be bringing with us. To say I was looking forward to these meetings was an understatement. After a few days in Taipei, the conference began, and at the first short-term mission meeting, I was able to finally see the faces of people I had conversed with over the phone for the past two years. There was no internet back then. During the second meeting, I was asked to decide on where to take ministry teams from Canada. And since the options were plentiful, it took some time and prayer to make these decisions. 
By our third meeting, it was decided that some teams from Canada would go to three different Caribbean countries, some teams to Kenya, and some to Chad. Since there were several people from Rwanda at the meetings, the suggestion was that at some point this country might also make it onto the list of countries Canadians would consider sending a team to. Two years earlier, the genocide had taken place in Rwanda, where many Tutsi, Twa, and some Hutu were killed. This genocide had wiped out entire families representing a number of generations. Now here in Taipei, I was sitting across the table from some of those who had survived this genocide and wanted to see the youth of their country interact with youth of other countries and together complete many much-needed construction projects in their shattered country. Since our meetings were so task-oriented, we do not hear too much of each other's stories and faith journeys. However, thankfully, there were sessions and events at the conference that were designed for just that kind of exchange. On the last night of the conference, several businessmen in Taipei treated all the conference attendees with a banquet dinner to enjoy. And at this dinner, several people were going to share their faith stories. After an amazing and tasty meal, several people went up on stage to share their faith stories with us. The only story I remember to this day was a young man from Rwanda. He went up on stage, stood behind the podium, and then when a large family photo flashed up on the screen, he began his story by saying, Here on the screen is a picture of my family. It includes my grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins, parents, and siblings. If you notice, there is a white circle over the face of one person. That white circle is on my face. The reason I have a white circle on my face is because I am the only one that is still living out of all the 38 people in that picture. All 37 members of my family are gone. All 37 members of my family were killed in the genocide. I am an orphan. However, I am only an orphan without an earthly family. For I have a heavenly Father, and he will never leave me or forsake me. After this statement, the silence in the room was so intense that you could not only have heard a pin drop, but even a speck of dust fall. The silence was then followed by sobs that grew in volume and number, as several other Rwandans present began to cry, and then others in the room joined them. All of us at my table began to shed tears as the reality of this young man's life story, what he suffered and was now telling us, was heart-wrenching and seemed unfathomable to comprehend. Next, this young man began to speak about his relationship with Jesus Christ and how it had sustained him through this tremendous loss. He spoke of how the presence of Jesus in his life gave him the courage to flee his village and how eventually he found a safe place to call home in a refugee camp. Then he told us about the fellowship he was able to have with other believers in the camp and how at this gathering of fellow believers was where all those who had suffered loss through the genocide were encouraged to begin the journey of forgiving those who had murdered their family members. He spoke of the struggle to even think about forgiving them, and how after a long time of fellowship and prayer, 
he had come to the place of wanting Jesus to give him the courage to forgive. Then he showed us a few pictures of his home in the refugee camp, those who were his spiritual mentors, and then a picture appeared showing him standing together with several men. In this last picture, the men all looked very comfortable with one another. There were smiles on their faces, and they were standing near to one another as if they were close friends. While this picture remained on the screen, the young man explained that he was the one in the middle of the group, and the men standing around him were the ones who had murdered his entire family. Then he went on to tell us that not only had he forgiven them, but he had let them know this was only possible because of his relationship with Jesus Christ. Another hush filled the banquet hall as he went on to explain that forgiveness was not only the way forward for him personally and for the men who murdered his family, but forgiveness was necessary for his country as a whole if healing and peace were ever to come to Rwanda. More tears were shed by those of us listening to him, and the banquet hall felt like holy ground. To hear this young man speak with such conviction on the healing power of forgiveness was such a challenge and such a privilege. To say that I was overwhelmed does not adequately describe how I felt during that time, and even now as I share this story with you. The hymn, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus, sung by Amanda Lindsay Cook, speaks of how Jesus Christ dying for us is the only thing that gives us the gift of forgiveness for those things we have done that keep us away from God, and then in turn allows us to offer forgiveness, grace, and mercy to others. Amanda Lindsay Cook Nee Falk was an intern with the beautiful, unique girl ministry here at Square One World Media, and now serves Jesus with her music worldwide. For my cleansing, this I see Nothing but the blood of Jesus For my pardon, this my plea Nothing but the blood of Jesus And oh, precious is the flow i yeah.
Forgiveness is so powerful. It is the best gift we can ever offer to someone who has hurt us, and it is the best gift we can ever get when we have hurt someone. However, it can also be the most difficult gift to offer, and even at times receive, for it does not take care of our human desire for revenge. The young man from Rwanda who had survived the genocide in his country offered this gift to those who murdered his family because of the gift of mercy, grace, and forgiveness that had been given to him through Jesus' death and resurrection. Paul writes to those who call themselves followers of Jesus Christ these words in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Verses 20 to 24 from the New Living Translation read, But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And then in verse 32 of the same chapter, Paul writes these powerful words. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. These words are the challenges set before those of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ. Thankfully, they are not challenges we have to try to overcome on our own strength, but God gives us a helper, the Holy Spirit, so that we can do what humanly we could never do. Who are you and I being called to forgive? Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you because you may think S-C-O-O-P like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Mm-hmm.